1: Instead of a yawn, instead of a sigh, I'm going to try to start this one off with a yay. Bring some nice, like, positive energy to this space. If you don't have it, try to manifest it. That's what people say. Take it till you make it. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can just decide to be happy, right? I <laughs> mean, people have said that, like, you can just stop having depression. Huh, interesting. And so I'm just going to, like, start being happy. Yeah, I'm actually sick of being sad, so I'm going to just, I'm going to (laughs) stop. Yeah, and like, I, you know, like, I think I really vibe with that. Like, what were my- no thoughts, just vibes. (laughs) Like, what were my antidepressants even doing anyways, you know? Like, what? (laughs) They're just sugar pills. They're nothing. It's just- (laughs) One could even argue that they were just pockets full of sunshine. Oh my god. (laughs) So that's like the vibe that I'm going with right now. Yeah.
0: I mean Natasha Benningfield is the most
1: qualified health professional. I mean that's where I you know, that and Goop that's, that's where I get truth. it. Like that's <laughs> it's obviously not true, but that I've never been happier than when I listened to that song for the first time. Natasha Benningfield and <laughs> Carlisle Cullen are my two healthcare providers hand in hand. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with that pairing. <laughs> Like that's my head cannon. <laughs> yep, that's I've changed my ship. It is no longer my two dads. I'm only shipping heterosexual ships from here on out. Okay, listen. They for sure could be in a throat Oh my god.
0: That's I think frottel-
1: Natasha would bounce them out. Can you imagine all of them singing? In general, I was thinking <laughs> that, like specifically at Christmas, but like really, they could just be singing no, just at any time out in the town square in your Animal Crossing town. Just to oh sing, my like, god! K. K. Bossa. Or just like in a car. Which one of them do you think would sit in the back seat, or would they have oh to get god. a truck where they can all fit in the front seat?
0: <laughs> They're just always in a U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening i don't know <laughs> i was imagining How did we already weave it's been two minutes and we've woven a uh, fantastical fan fiction
1: i was imagining like a truck where they can all sit on the front or a motorcycle with the little sidecar <laughs> oh yeah absolutely big sidecar energy i think anyways welcome into twilight we've got big sidecar energy today
0: <laughs> Get- hop on in you're Our new passenger, get on for the
1: ride, let's go. We're here, and we want you to pop in our little sidecar. We get really good gas mileage. Yeah. (laughs) I think at least (laughs) one of us knows how to drive, so. I don't, but I have snacks, so. (laughs) Okay, great. I know how to drive, and I speed, so. (laughs) I know how to go really fast. Cody, how the hell are you doing? I am Reborn. (laughs) <laughs> I was literally about to take a drink of water. You can't just say shit like that. What? You have to be prepared no. for the chaos
0: that could come out of my mouth. <laughs> I it's been four we've years, been in this for long. <laughs> because this morning I woke up and look what was there in my Spotify library. But uh, a new Carly Rae Jepsen album. Welcome to the B-Sides Baby. I didn't know this was happening. I and I just woke up to a gift, a gift from Miss Carly Ray. She's like, here, have this for me, for you. Please take this and have some fun dancing in your apartment. And I did. It's Christmas in May. It's Christmas right now.
1: And <laughs> Carly Ray jumps is Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've known that for a while.
0: Yeah, she definitely gives off a lot of Santa energy. Um, but I'm thankful. There's so many bops. And I just love the idea that it's so comforting to know that Carrie Jepsen is just sitting on a treasure trove of maybe, like, 3,000 songs that she's already written. Right. <laughs> it's just like, I'll just, I'll
1: just throw them out whenever, whenever people need them. Right. And here we are, needing it. Yeah, it's not that we are not worthy. It's just that she gets to decide, like, when do you need it most? Right. She's just like,
0: I, I want this to count. I want this to
1: help you. Right. I want you to have fun. Fun times, and listen—we, the world, needed it, so we did. Yeah, yeah. I think that we, there is definitely a desire for happiness at this time, and so thank you to our Lord and Savior, CRJ, our but, girl. <laughs> truly, <laughs> how are you doing, my dude? What is up? Oh man, I'm so glad that you asked. Honestly, Cody, I'm having a moment. I don't know how to feel going into my birthday weekend with the fact that all of my interests from childhood have are in a resurgence.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and that they are, like, cool now. Right, yeah. That, like, or are cool again. And it is a little bit striking to me that... We are in a world right now that, despite, like, the Newtons, um, that, like, 2020 is the year when, like, the general population, Twilight is back, which I yeah. still am, like, struggling to understand. <laughs> right. And I've loved that for a decade. Um, the general public is starting to understand about roller skating. Um <sighs> And I'm so grateful for this, but as as a bitch that, like, literally grew up roller skating um, mm-hmm. and learned how to roller skate before I could walk, it's, like, startling to me that y'all bitches are, like, learning how to roller skate for the first time and I've just been, like, trying to indoctrinate as many people <laughs> <laughs> into this Yeah, trying to get as many people to come to the skating rink for, like, my whole life and it being, like, not cool. And now everyone's doing it, and I'm like, yes, welcome. (laughs) I've been trying to tell you for so long that, yes, it is a worthwhile thing to do, but, yes, roller skates are incredibly expensive. It's worth it, though. Yeah, my TikTok has been exclusively
0: people on roller skates for, like, a solid month, but, like, the last few weeks especially have just been, like – Every other one is just some cool person on roller skates. I've seen every subculture that's represented on TikTok in a pair of goddamn roller skates. Yes. I've seen goth
1: fucking roller skaters. That was great. Uh, Warmed my heart. It is amazing to me and I love it because like my my mom grew up as a child in the in the mid-sixties so was, like, a teenager in the fucking 70s and 80s, was a competitive roller skater. Hell yeah. Like, competitive roller skater trained me to be a competitive roller skater, and I had to, like, stop at age five. Like, what is that? Um, (laughs) To, like, live my life too hardcore. hardcore. I know. And now I see it on my TikTok again, and it's like, what is this? This could have been my thing, but I, I love it. It makes me very happy, and so... It's just very, it's beautiful to see that all of the, the interests that I've thought were uncool for so long are now, like, here and unapologetic. And it makes Ugh. me very happy. I love it. Yeah.
0: You remember really in Parks and Rec?
1: Always. When Ben Wyatt
0: was, like, <laughs> yeah, every second. When Ben Wyatt thought that whenever Leslie had roller skates, it was super sexy and had, like, <laughs> like a thing Yes! That's how I think our relationship is at this moment. Like, I'm in awe. I'm just like, What? <laughs> Every wow. time she
1: got so much more done on roller skates, and that's how I feel. Is like I walk better. I train <laughs> on I wheels. Move. You really I are do. on the move. I move better on wheels. Every time that I walk, I like trip over my feet, and it's because I literally learned how to move my body on wheels first. It's oh like gosh. I'm Aquaman, but on wheels. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful picture, first of all. (laughs) I I can't wait for you to come back to work, just, like, going into the classroom, down the hall with fucking
1: skates, like, what's up, kids? (laughs)
0: Get ready to
1: learn. I just, what I would give. I, there was so much of my life when I always wanted to be one of those, like, old school, um, like, they're not outdoor diners, but, like, kind of, like, the drive-in diners. uh Because the... (sighs) <sighs> the people that served that like the servers always wore roller skates. And I was like, I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> that could be me. <laughs> I feel represented here. It's so <laughs> fucked up. Anyways, but I do love it. Um, and I, if I felt more comfortable going outside right now, I would be doing that. But um, I live in the middle of a fucking city. <laughs> so nowhere <laughs> is safe right now. But, yeah. yeah it's okay. um, I miss the outside and, and greenery and stuff a lot. We have a lot of current events and a lot of, like, chapters to talk about this week. Oh, man. Let's get to it. We have so much stuff. Okay. The first thing that we have is <laughs> this amazing piece from Peninsula Daily News. Um, and I <laughs> I forgot about this photo that we looked at. because We originally looked at this from last week. <laughs> because of the fact that Midnight Sun is coming out, fantastic it's coinciding with Forks they do their usual like annual festival yeah that happens every year um we are still not sure if that county will be open to having larger gatherings Mm -hmm. at that point but this news article is talking about the fact that they're trying to gear up for Midnight Sun and their festival is planned for September 10th to the 13th And it's, there's a lot of stuff that they have planned for this. I'm very excited for it. I I hope that we are at a point where this can happen because the fact that Forks' Chamber of Commerce, like, goes really hard. This is a lot of tourism that's really good for this area. Yeah, for sure. But they, more than usual, like, they have their tours, they have um, a fantastic... Opportunities there for, like, Q&A sessions. They usually bring, like, the actors and um, and other guests. But this year, one of the special guests that they were planning to bring was our love. <laughs> our light. <laughs> our light, truly. Our boy. Um, is Billy Burke, who played Charlie Swan. And I... There's no way to know what the Newton's happening right now. Um, but it is one can hope that they will be able to get that tourism by the time that the book is released in august for the festival in september who so who knows um but i will say that i feel like we'll we'll definitely post this photo on our twitter because holy shit um, it's haunting <laughs> um but there is a there's an olympic coven acting troupe um, There's part of the Forks, like, Forever Twilight Festival that they do each year, and what they have <laughs> on this website is one of their actors portraying Edward Cullen, and what I can assume they did is they have him, like, in, in the whole getup with his <laughs> arms- And hands there doing the thing. You know where. Um, You know where they are. And I have to assume that he had been holding an apple beforehand. And then they photoshopped it for a pomegranate. Because the idea of them seeing the book cover and then immediately doing a photo shoot is too pure for my heart (laughs) to be able to handle. Yeah. But who knows? We'll see. Fingers crossed. Mainly just because I would... I would love to be able to go. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. (laughs) I would like to see it. That's true. Okay. Our next one, um, and this is one that I intentionally last week when I found it, I told Cody not to look at, (laughs) is from sheet.com. and I am, like, 99% sure we have not talked about this news. Yeah, I Um, think that's true. And it is... It's from Chi Chi, and it's talking about Stephanie Meyer's opinions on Fifty Shades of Grey. So, there's a whole bunch of information in here talking about her. It's the usual photo of Stephanie signing her book. Very tight-lipped smile. (laughs) One One of the main questions that was asked about this um, is... That Stephanie Meyer was like, I haven't really gotten much into Fifty Shades. Like, it's not really my genre, not really my thing, but good job on E.L. James for that. Now, Cody, the reason why I wanted to share this and talk to you about this news is um, a couple paragraphs down. The article says... Quote, Meyer, however, would prefer Fifty Shades wasn't so raunchy because she feels the raunchy nature of the books, quote, attaches itself to Twilight, unquote. Ultimately, Meyer feels Twilight stands on its own, though she she thinks it's odd. Christian Grey shares his first name with her husband.
0: Oh. Oh, my God.
1: And that's the part where I lost it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I feel like if we had talked about the fact that Stephanie Meyer's husband's name was Christian, <laughs> I would never be able to forget that fact. Yeah. Christian Meyer is... That's got bad mouthfeel, for sure. It it has the worst mouthfeel. And the idea that she says that they're not her genre makes me feel like she's an absolute liar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of course she would have read those if they're the name of her husband in them. Yeah. But also, well, I th- feel like she's
0: too Mormon to be like. I mean, true. To ever allow herself to read, like, smut unapologetically, you know what I mean? Can and, like, you- didn't she also not like fan fiction? Or
1: was that Emma making that up? I feel like that feels right in my heart. But also, I do love the idea <laughs> that she's like cr- creating this
0: like crackpot theory of like, well, it's a little odd that it like, again, the foundation is there to be like, it is just a ripoff of Twilight. Like, that already exists. But then she's like, isn't it a little weird that the main character's name is Christian <laughs> when my husband's name? <laughs> like, yeah, Eel James like wrote this fan fiction completely ripping off your thing. And went so far as to just name the t- t- protagonist as your husband's name because she's like obsessed with you.
1: Yeah, the prior to that, it had just the main character's name had been Edward, and then at the end, El James had like Googled just into Google like Stephanie right. Meyer's husband, <laughs> yeah. saw it was Christian, and then just Control F replaced. Right it, from Edward to Christian, like,
0: are we not living in a universe where everybody's fucking named Chris? Like, are we, are you serious? Like, <laughs> that's true. It's true. It's like, oh, she's in, like intervening in my life, <laughs> like taking things from me and my life and my work. It's like, okay,
1: sure. Stephanie is literally doing the like, why are you so obsessed with me? Thing literally, right now. literally, and, and to be fair. That's a valid point, because E.L. Yes. E. James did rip off her work. Absolutely. However, <laughs> E.L. James didn't name her characters after her siblings, all right? Just relax, it's okay. Right, oh my god, yeah. Like, if we're gonna talk about that, like, let's get into your <laughs> fucking weird shit, Stephanie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you, you, need you need to back retconning off. Retconning your shit to be an allegory for your weird family dynamics?
1: Come on. Yeah, yeah, chill out, Stephanie. Get out of here. Just chill. We have a current event piece that was sent in by one of our patrons, Kelly Beck. Thank you, Thank Kelly. You, Kelly. And this piece is, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> it's a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> and like, no shit, no judgment. Yeah. But, but I'm going to be honest, it's a little bit weird. Yeah. Like, why else would anything be put on Good Morning America if it wasn't weird? Fair enough. <laughs> so this is a piece... From GMA, the article title is Mom uses recording of newborn's heartbeat to bond with her while hospitalized with, with Newton's. These are real people. And, like, we usually talk about real people, but, like, these are real people. So, I- this is a fucked up situation. <laughs> That's not the part I want to talk about. Yeah. The part I want to talk about is the part that Kelly Beck sent in, which is- that while this family was separated, the way that they chose to bond with each other, since this their child was incredibly young, um, is they sought out the recommendation from music therapists. I don't understand this completely because I'm not a music therapist, but apparently they did the heartbeat and they mixed it to the lullaby mm-hmm. of a song. And had each other listen to it, I and apparently that's soothing. Sure. Uh, I'm I'm a little confused on the logistics of it. The intention sounds great. Yeah. The reason why it was sent to us by Kelly is that, from what I understand, they had the daughter's heartbeat put to the parents' wedding song. <laughs> I'm getting the people's names correct. And of course, the wedding song was A Thousand Years by Christina Perry. Obviously. Obviously. Again. These are real people. I can't tell you how to cope. Um, Right. Do your uh, thing. I'm not going to judge you. What I will judge you for, though, is using a thousand years on your wedding. (laughs) Like that. Yeah, it's um, jail. (laughs) (laughs) Go skip your two hundred dollars. Go straight to jail.
0: Do not Um, let
1: go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I mean, whatever. I hope that works. I think, you know, it works for Build-A-Bear, I think. Um, So Whatever. Can you take us to a special edition of a fashion corner, please and thank you. Oh
0: my god. Honestly, it is a fashion corner, but I think we are slowly but surely making a Jamie Dornan Instagram corner (laughs) (laughs) because every time this man posts, it is chaos and we have to talk about it. So let's do a fun little fusing. I appreciate his chaotic energy, though. Oh, for sure. It's a treat. I love it. I'm here for it. So, Jamie Dornan. Posted on the old Graham on Mother's Day. And he was like dressing up with my daughters ticket turn. Meet Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) She's sweet. (laughs) And behold, it's a photo of Mr. Jamie Dornan with the rattiest blue wig I've ever seen. It's so embarrassing. A beautiful dress a beautiful red like leopard or like rose dress maybe a flower print situation it's powerful uh
1: and a nice little gold heel and honestly he's beautiful (laughs) i have only been looking at the one that i put in our notes that was cropped i did not you gotta see the full image i did not see the instagram one with the heels the heel is important the context of more of the room is way more important. Yeah, exactly. See? There's so much to back here. <laughs> I thought, from my understanding, that he was sitting down, knowing that he's standing up where his head is hitting the ceiling is way more important. Right. It Wasn't it wild to open it up and see just how long he was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the framing of this photo, he looks like a giant. <laughs> he's a tree. This is a tree man in a dress.
0: I love it. I love it. It's giving me just, like, indescribable feelings of joy. Yeah. Um, I do like the the one person that commented, nice boobs, uh, or great it's, boobs, sorry. It's doing <laughs> wonders for his chest, I will say that. Yeah, it's really, listen, it's a bit rough on the shoulders, maybe, because he, he feels a little <laughs> trapped, maybe, in an ill-fitting dress,
1: but he's looking pretty good. He definitely got the dress on without yeah. help. He definitely needed help getting it off.
0: Yeah, oh, certainly.
1: His arms I, are just
0: so tense; they're like fucking strapped to his sides. He's like, I don't
1: know what to do. <laughs> I would love to be able to see how high he could lift his arms, though. Oh my god! Yeah, because the answer is none. None <laughs> arms. <laughs> uh, but I love it. It tells a story, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm I'm thankful for it. <sighs> Thank you, Jamie. Oh. Speaking of fashion corners, um, I I know that we put these back to back, but could you also do a smooth transition into a Robert Pattinson tenant fashion corner for me? Ooh, I would love to. Thank you. So we got a new tenant trailer. Like hot off the presses. Hot off the presses as we're
0: recording, like minutes before. Um, I do, though, before we get into fashion, did you watch it on Fortnite? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, I need you to tell me fucking everything. Because thats that doesn't make any sense in my
1: brain. I mean, it
0: does, but like also I need to know everything.
1: So it didn't make any sense in my brain either. Sure. Um, <laughs> other than I saw the news while Chris had left our apartment to go to the dentist. And I saw the news, so I sent it to him. And when he came back, he had to figure out how to log back into his Fortnite account. <laughs> like, when I was... Watching him do this. Apparently, it was in, like, a non-combat section of Fortnite. Uh Which, to me, then watching, it just felt like Second Life, but without dicks. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sure. Um, And so, I was just very confused by watching everyone, like, jump around and spin in circles. I just didn't understand.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, we spent about six minutes, like... Moving to find this screen, sitting in front of it, waiting for sounds to come on, and realizing, like, hmm, it's five o'clock, there's nothing happening on this screen, and so I asked Chris to try to see, like, is there another screen? And there was. There was another screen that was actually playing the Tenant trailer. And we caught the last few seconds of it there um, where we couldn't see it because there were a group of people standing in front of us there. Um, and it was incredibly low resolution. Yeah. So we had to exit out of the game and wait for Warner Brothers to post it on YouTube <laughs> like they should have just done to begin with. Yeah, um, absolutely. But it was incredibly confusing and uh I appreciate the intent but I want to know why Christopher Nolan and more importantly Christopher Nolan's team thought that was the right venue for Tenet when we originally saw the first trailer in an IMAX screening right and that felt more appropriate
0: (laughs) just like what I would give to have been in the room Slash the Zoom.
1: The Zoom. <laughs> Wait, what? I want to be in the Zoom where it happens. I want to be part of that Zoom.
0: <laughs> when Christopher Nolan's team was like, hey, Chris, buddy, I know your whole brand is like, I want everything I do to only be shown in 70 millimeter for yeah. the, until I die.
1: But what if? Hear me out. Yeah. Fortnite. Huh? Well... <laughs> What I would have given to be there. And he would have been like, over two weeks. What are you talking so, about? What? Yeah. So, the trailer
0: was a trailer. I still, I couldn't tell you anything about what that movie's about. I have no idea. I'm so excited. But, I'm into it. And, Robin Pattinson has a little scarf moment. It's so beautiful. It's, it's I don't know so how, beautiful. I don't know the terminology for the type of scarf- tying situation but it's like a little loop around well not and then another loop around and another it, yeah it's like a loop around the neck and then a little 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 loopy loop under his suit coat um and it's great so that's the hot goss
1: they're trying from this trailer alone they're trying to bill him as the like queer sidekick yeah and i love that what a, yeah, hello Thank you. especially because he's he has his like natural accent from yeah. what I can tell and that's great so thank you We love thank to you for see this it. gift Thank you. <laughs> thank you for this gift. <laughs> I'm very excited for whatever kind of fucking movie that is. Okay would you like to read our question? Sure. This is from Kelly Beck.
0: What's up Kelly? Who writes? I was re-watching Eclipse recently, and my son was with me. He kept asking me for each character that appeared on the screen. Is that a good guy, or is that a bad guy? Gender normative language aside, how would you answer the question of the following characters? Edward Cullen? Good guy, bad guy? Love? Good guy, bad guy? Charlie Swan? <laughs> Jacob Black? Joe
1: Goldberg, Which I love. <laughs> His parallel universe person. Uh. This is a fantastic question, Kelly. Thank you.
0: I think we could do a speed round with this because I think this is pretty black and white.
1: Absolutely. Edward Cullen is a good guy.
0: Yeah. More good guy than bad guy. Which makes him a good guy.
1: (laughs) Right. Love is a bad guy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Maybe this is (laughs) what I thought. I would say show,
0: good guy, book, bad guy. Does that make sense? Yes. But also, at yes. the end of the show, too, she's kind of a bad guy.
1: I'm gonna stick with bad guy. Fuck, yeah, bad guy. Bad guy. Charlie Swan. Good guy. Good guy. Come on. Good guy. Jacob Black. Bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> 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 now, Joe Goldbert, I will hold out for. Oh, yeah, <laughs> TBD. The, the council will get onto that, and we'll see. <laughs> the council is undecided. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Now, Joe Goldberg, bad. undeniably bad. The guy. baddest guy, worst guy. I. Uh, now? Yeah. <laughs> Christian Gray, worst guy. I mean, Christian Gray doesn't kill people, but he kills them slower. Oh my god. And I. <laughs> <laughs> he may keep them alive, but he kills them slowly. Right, but they will die eventually because. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's
0: really just, like, a torture situation. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough.
1: He may not be the cause of death on the paper, <laughs> but he is the cause of death in their soul. So, like, <laughs> bad yeah. guy. Fair All enough. Right. That's valid, and I appreciate that. And, honestly, your son might be on something, Kelly, so thank yeah. you. Yeah,
0: honestly, that's how we should be watching movies.
1: <laughs> Goodbye, again. Is good that a good, good guy? Bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I think that anyone can be a good guy or a bad guy, so... Don't limit yourself. Alright, so last time with the chapters that we were reading I didn't go back through and try to find my previously on all I could remember was that there was coke and puss. Yeah. And that was enough, like when I opened up my book to do my reading I was like, oh yeah there was something about coke puss. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And And then Joe just got attacked. (laughs) Yeah, and then Joe picked a lock and was about to get his, get the shit beat out of him. And he just, like, passed out. And that's what you missed Uncle E. So. Yeah. All right. So we've got three chapters this week. We'll try to make it fast just for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this first one, though, 21, I feel like when we talked last week, one of the things that we had kind of, I think you had a prediction on, was that this might be the BDSM Yeah, like that dominatrix. Person. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And I liked that prediction, and I was hoping for that, too. And I feel like this is definitely the scene that they were like, eh, let's make that better. Right. <laughs> for the TV show. What if this was an actual character?
0: Hear me out. Yeah, what if
1: this was a better moment? Because when I read this chapter about this character, I was so disappointed. Yeah. And this is definitely one of those things where it's like, Oh, Caroline, like, you want to say that this is Joe and that you're only writing this way because of Joseph, but then it's you, though. Yeah, like,
0: you're showing off your real biases <laughs>
1: Yeah, in this text. Uh, and that's the frustrating thing. It was really hard throughout all of this to pay attention to anything other than the Marilyn Monroe poster <laughs> that is up throughout most of this but i did find it very interesting that the way that joseph tried to get out of this situation was by playing meek yeah like he saw a very strong capable woman like a very physically strong woman and his only response was to absolutely break the fuck down um (laughs) I need to have a
0: panic attack now.
1: (laughs) And it was funny in my brain of, like, how much of that was him faking it and how much of that was, like, oh, God, I've never been confronted with a strong woman before. Right, don't hurt me. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, he was
0: literally tied up. So I think a lot of it was him being, like,
1: shit, 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 shit. Right. Because he's, like... I cry in the big way. And it's like, you can say that you were putting this on, but like... mm. I cried like a big, strong man.
0: (laughs) It's fine and
1: cool and very good. And his whole thing throughout this is, I'm going to try and be super reassuring and try to make this woman call the cops. And I'm going to call her bluff so that she doesn't call the cops. Right. A lot of psychological manipulation going on here. And a lot of betting that this woman is going to see someone breaking into her apartment and just not call the cops in way. Right. Yeah. It's like, how do I make myself so sad and worthless enough seeming that I couldn't hurt her and that you shouldn't call the cops on me? And apparently his way of doing that is just trying to convince her that He didn't break in, the door was open, and he was looking for his girlfriend. He just apparently got the address wrong. Whoopsie. Classic mistake. Super, super easy mistake. We make it all the time. But when this woman finally gives in, doesn't call the cops, and asks for his story, he says he's taking a semester off of law school, and... When the woman is like, oh, so is your girlfriend in law school, too? He's like, I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, (laughs) Joseph? (laughs) Like, and so he kind of, like, walks it back. and He's like, oh, fuck. Like, I was too quick. I fucked up. I didn't answer the right way. And so it ends up kind of working out okay that, like, she doesn't call 911. And then after all of this, he, like, goes into this huge story that he has kind of figured out during this time to make her the woman that we will now know as Rachel just like chill out (laughs) during this time. I can see why they changed it for the TV show because I was very bored during all of this chapter. Yeah, Like the idea that The main reason in her head that she didn't want to call the cops is that she, like, works for a rich family and this apartment belongs to them. And so if she had to call the cops, it would, like, go back to them and that they wouldn't have been concerned with her safety or something.
0: Mm. I
1: don't know. It didn't really make sense to me, especially since, like after all of this, she doesn't, like, immediately kick him out and be like, well, this is my space, so, like, you fucked up, please leave. But instead, she, like, changes in, like, not in front of him, but sort of in front of him, and, like, offers him coffee as if it was, like, her bad. Right. Like, (laughs) actually, you know
0: what? It's about time someone asked me how I'm feeling.
1: Yeah, it was a very weird thing. And during all of this, a lot of joe's headspace was like i just don't understand women in la like they're just absolutely fearless like i could have been anyone i could have been lying he's like well you know what like i was lying (laughs) yeah and it's ridiculous that he's so into his own shit at this point that there was a lot more that could have been done in this chapter that it made me very sad He finally leaves, not having found Amy's place, not having exchanged numbers with Rachel, because apparently that is something that Rachel had wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And he finally goes back to his apartment where who is at his door but Delilah. And she's like standing at the door. Her arms are crossed. She's super pissed. And she's like, "I've got you figured out, Joe," and he's like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> shit, I I've been got." <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, chapter twenty-two is all about Delilah, like actually turning into an investigative reporter all of a sudden, which I found interesting. Yeah, and didn't quite track with the Delilah that we have seen in the book so far. Because,
0: like, they set her up as, like, this character who's super needy, independent, and, like, doesn't have a lot of self-worth and, like, you know, seeking a lot of validation of of men and stuff like that, and Joe specifically. And then, all of a sudden, she has, she's now had this, like, fun little power grab moment, and it's like, I got you, dude. Like, I'm fucking whatever. And, like, kind of like it 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 only connects because it's like sort of feeding into this like obsession with him or something. Mm-hmm. But even then it's like so tenuous that it's like barely. It's weird. It's a weird switch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it the idea that she would have spent all of this time focused on someone that she like barely hooked up with. Yeah just doesn't seem fitting with the character that we were introduced to. Yeah. Like, it makes sense in the fact that she was introduced as someone who is dependent, but then also she's supposed to be this investigative reporter that, like, goes out all the time and is connecting with these people and making, like, a lot of social connections in L.A. And that's a lot of characteristics for someone, like... Opposing characteristics for someone, I guess. That it was it was hard to parse out. And so the idea that this chapter is her pulling out all of this red string and wanting her, Joe to explain himself for ditching her, not seeing her mom. And he's like, I don't listen. This has been a day. Please don't <laughs> yeah. do this to me. <laughs> um, and... There's not much that he really wants to explain on that front. It just, seems, it just seems weird. And so, like, I understand the the part of it being, like, I have proof. Like, I saw you on a YouTube video in, like, Henderson's Kitchen. Because, right. like, sure, she's obsessed with Henderson. So, like, I get that. She probably saw it on, like, Twitter or something. But the rest of this just felt very weird to me. Yeah, especially when she naturally comes to a a, a wrong conclusion um, about him having an addiction to pills, which, like, from her evidence, it oh makes sense why she would come to that conclusion. Sure. And Joseph is like, during all this, he's convinced and he's like, oh, fuck, like, I have to kill Delilah." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not beams. Like, not beans. I do not wanna.
0: Like she's God. annoying,
1: but like, I didn't want to have to kill her. Especially since we find out in this chapter that she's, like, asked about him to a lot of people. Not just Calvin, but also to, like, a lot of people at different bars and stuff, too.
0: (laughs) Just, you know,
1: talking shit, getting some intel. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so when she's like, you know what, I know about your pill problem. Like, we can make this work. It'll be okay. I can, like, totally help you through this and he's like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's what this is about. Are you for real? Apparently her way to solve having a, a pill what she says is a pill problem is to play shoots and ladders. Which I one haven't thought of shoots and ladders in like twenty years. Yeah. But also her reasoning for this is that sometimes you just need to like be a kid again, you know? Yeah. Which, the idea that, like, if Joseph was actually on a lot of Percocets at that (laughs) time, (laughs) you wanted to just play Shoes and Ladders, so someone that was really high seems very weird. What ends up happening is he just, like, decides, like, you know what, actually, um, I can't do this. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I haven't been honest with you, uh, there's someone else. And so he ends up just, like, finally being honest and, like, breaking it off. And, which, like, good, Joseph. (laughs) Finally. When she finally leaves, Joseph watches the YouTube video of him at Henderson's. And he looks through the comments, because he's Joseph, and sees one of a random person who's just, like, all letters and numbers that says that there's someone in the house was like a murderer. And he spirals because the user has two A's in it right next to each other. And he's like, that's Amy. She's doing this. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> if Delilah could figure out where this video was, then she could see this and she could figure out that I killed him, and she like he like freaks out. And so he is freaking out about a lot of different things in this moment as he's watching this video and then love texts him and not, I guess like, doesn't. Hey bitch. Him, sorry. <laughs> oh um, yeah. It's
0: not, it's a very she, important distinction.
1: Yes. She messages him on Facebook. I'm so sorry. Oh. Uh, um, and says, uh, um, I'm outside your apartment. I'm going to Malibu. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, pack a bag, come with me. Maybe. And so he does. Because, sure. Um, and I just, all I could imagine when he was doing this, is he's just, like, running down the stairs and, like, skipping out of his apartment. And Delilah's just, like, staring out of her window, just, like, sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't. And so he texts Calvin and is like, lol, dude, like, I'm so sorry. It's been, like, a really rough couple days. I can't go to work. And my favorite part of, like, the past two chapters, is that his boss Calvin re- responds to this of him saying he needs a couple days off is all one sentence no punctuation dude I think I smoked too much weed whoa <laughs> peace out talk soon love that could you imagine like sub boss yeah <laughs> <laughs> sending that to
0: your boss and getting it back stony baloney <laughs> I can't park. And I don't know how for how long I might just be stoned forever. So bye.
1: So bye. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, that's it's definitely a trip. Um, yeah, I I one I can't imagine just texting your boss and being like, um, it's just been like so rough. I'm gonna need a day.
0: Right. Even um, just calling out of work is like gives me
1: hives. <laughs> yeah, the idea like the only time that I ever had access to my boss's phone number and, like, felt comfortable communicating with them was, like, when I worked retail and, like, I had to call out, um, and the idea of doing that makes me so, like, physically gives me a reaction right now, (laughs) so, yeah, so the idea of him, like, doing that and feeling so comfortable that he could just, like, text, uh, can't relate. <laughs> and then the idea of the boss being like it's so cool, bro. Uh so high. It doesn't even matter to me. Sorry. But yeah, that's great. So, <sighs> chapter 23. There's a lot happening here. Mainly, it's just Joe and Love on their way to Malibu. And then at the fucking house, there there are two main points on the way to Malibu that I feel like are worth noting. Mm-hmm. And I I, I have to imagine that I was not the only person that highlighted this too. But within, <laughs> within the first paragraph, there's something that really stood out to me. And it is that Joe was having a hard time, or he's had a hard time before, of being productive in society. Because he puts a lot of pressure on himself, um, but he does his best. Um, and what he says in this first paragraph of chapter 23 is, quote... I keep one hand in love's vagina, and one hand on my phone.
0: Mm-hmm. What's better than this?
1: <laughs> Hitting the
0: road with my babe. I the phrase, one hand in her vagina, in <laughs> the whole hand, just chilling. Like not even a fisting thing, not even a sex thing. Just like like a little warm little pocket. <laughs>
1: Like, she's driving, dude.
0: She in needs theory, to focus.
1: In theory, her legs are closed and together right. during this time. So where where do you fit in this equation? <laughs> How did you get in there? Where? In right. You, at what avenue? I, I just have so many logistical questions and I don't know that I want answers. No. I just... I hate it. But I am just
0: haunted by the questions. (laughs) Right.
1: At some point, a couple paragraphs down, he stops and he says, I have better things to do with my time. I put down my phone. And then all of a sudden, it changes over to dialogue where Love says, Finally, there is no mention in this where Joseph takes his hand out of Love's vagina until there's a moment where Love realizes that Joe has never been in the Pacific Ocean because when? when sure, right. <laughs> would that have happened? And so she pulls off to the side of the road and then they, like, run into the Pacific Ocean for the first time. And so all I can imagine during that is that he has had his hand in her <laughs> vagina... <laughs> The whole time. Which is a haunting thing. I hate that. To think of. You ever just take a dip in the Pacific and <laughs> look around and see <laughs> a grown man's full hand instead of a woman? Like, what the <laughs> fuck, Joseph? Stop it. He's looking for something. He lost something in there. <laughs> I just, like, one hand in your, in your girlfriend, in your one world. hand in the ocean. Yeah. Like, that's all you need. <laughs> One hand petting a turtle. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I hate it. I, it feels like a fucking graphic t-shirt and I need it to stop. <sighs> I hate it. Anyways, there's a, They get done swimming in the ocean or, like, dipping their toes into the Pacific Ocean. Joe freaks out because Love has towels in her trunk. And he's like, are rich people always prepared to get in the water? Whereas I feel like having some sort of, maybe not towels, but having something in the trunk is probably not the worst idea, especially if she was, like, prepared (laughs) to be going to Malibu. And then they drive to the house in Malibu, which is called the Isles. And that the name alone made me want to gag.
0: Yeah, shout out Isles May. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> um, I just, uh, uh, you gotta, y'all gotta stop. Yeah. And the reason why, apparently, that they're getting together, I love this exam. I love this reason, <sighs> is that 40 is in <laughs> the episode of True Detective that was airing. <sighs> and so they had to get everyone together. <sighs> We all gotta watch
0: our boy in <laughs> extra on HBO.
1: Oh, I love that. I it's love home that so box much. office. It's not cable. It's HBO. Oh. And that's our boy. Wait, everyone shut up. Is that what HBO stands for? Allie, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding I, me? Home I, box office? Yes. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to have to have... I need to push that down. I'll deal with that tonight. <laughs> we'll talk about it in therapy. I can't do this right now. That's for real. Speaking of stuff that we need to deal with in therapy, one of the things that Joseph deals with in this chapter is, like, right after this, too, is the fact that he hasn't seen any children while he's been in L.A. Um, <laughs> yeah, not single for single child. Like, Keep Joseph away from kids. Yeah. Um, But he's... One of the things that, like, really fucks him up is the fact that, like, people feel safe in this area. And he's like, this is gonna need to take me a minute, because, like, <laughs> I'm not used to this. I was like, everyone just feels safe, and, like, they made it feel this way, and I'm uncomfortable with that. <laughs> but he's feeling very, I don't know, uncomfortable with the, the lack of i don't know criminals and insecurity and stuff because love is very happy here and like wants to give him a hand job and he i mean he obviously loves that um but it's like right in front of these two kids that have a lemonade stand and he is like uh hello ma'am like <laughs> we are here in front of your family like This is in public. Please stop. Yeah. (laughs) We're in a Denny's. (laughs) We are. Ma'am, please stop. So once that stops happening, they get into the house and he says that he loves that love isn't self-deprecating and understands that Barry Stein isn't going to produce one of the movies that 40 and Love do, um, but he doesn't love that she pulls out her phone and makes him take a selfie with her. Selfie! It's just, he really doesn't love that about her. Like, ugh, oh, you were so perfect. Except that you have technology, and that's just, like, not okay. Oh, can't we just read books, and you give me blowjobs? Why Why can't we all just use typewriters still, you know what I
0: mean? God,
1: take me back. <laughs> take me back to when I didn't know what HBO stood for, you know what Oh, I mean? my God. Oh, 30 seconds <laughs> ago? <laughs> <laughs> so a simpler time. Anyways, next week we have chapters 24 through 26. Hell yeah. We're getting there, folks. We have so many patrons to thank. Oh, my God. And we are going to thank them by telling them which click hole article they are. Ugh, it's about time. It's true. Would you like to start? Yes, of course.
0: Shout out to Maggie Quinn! Beel, beel. Who's gonna be... Six times I've been sued into oblivion by Disney for refusing to shut down my business where I dress a Mickey Mouse and eat locusts in front of children at birthday
1: parties. Whoa! <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, shout out to Katie Webber. <laughs> Who's gonna be <laughs> murder, cheat, and fuck your way through Boston. <laughs> Yes. Shout out to Zoe
0: Steele. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be kind of taking a while. This woman is clearly still scrolling to find an acceptable picture of the new guy she's dating to show her friends.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Rebecca Cullen. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be... You're a single-celled organism. Can you evolve into a duck? (laughs) Ugh oh, shout out to
0: Rebecca Cullen Wait No Yes? Elizabeth Swan. Elizabeth Swan pew! <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna be Who's gonna be Balls to the Wall This incredibly graphic bus stop PSA isn't even trying to use a euphemism to describe breast
1: self exams? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Amy Taylor. Boing, boing, boing. Who's going to be, for immediate release, <laughs> our computer has become infested with crickets. And Clickhole is temporarily going on standby.
0: Nice.
1: Shout out to Mulch Gray. Pew! Who's,
0: who's going to be so sexy. These six frogs don't even have to be princes in disguise to get a little tongue action from us.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Shout out to Kelly Beck. Wim, wim, (laughs) wim. Who's gonna be. Body positivity win. This thing seems overweight for whatever the hell it is, but it's still beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out
0: to Taylor Brown. Town. what Hot. love that who's gonna be stolen valor this man on tinder looking for a pam to his gym has never sold a ram of Pope paper in
1: his life whoa wow alright shout out to Aaron Salinger who's <laughs> gonna be major disappointment J.J. Abrams has revealed that Finn and Poe are both gay but don't really vibe with each other romantically.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Who's gonna be mad with power. This woman just commanded all her friends on Facebook to recommend the best lunch spot in Tampa Bay ASAP like she's the fucking queen of England.
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Alright tag yourself please Ah fuck it is
0: closing <laughs> No <laughs> Okay fuck alright I'm gonna be a state of flow Jimmy Buffett has been up for five straight days Composing a symphony about a sangria
1: Senorita <laughs> Holy shit How about okay. you <laughs> <laughs> Okay My, Mine today is Grow up guys these immature 6th grade boys start laughing every time their sex ed teacher talks about a man's pempler going into a woman's vugus. No, <laughs> vugus. <laughs> vugus.
0: Oh, I vagina cancelled. Vugus? Vugus. That's chic. That's Malone, tr- baby. That's fan. <laughs>
1: it's truly powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I have a fanfiction for you this week that was not only sent in by Taylor browntown Lautner, but was also written by Taylor browntown
0: Describe herself. Truly. God. Carrying the show on her back.
1: All right. This one was a story that was published in 2008. It's titled Adorkable. The, according to Taylor, the idea behind the story was that, it says the idea behind the story was that I was tired of seeing all the stories where Edward was an asshole jock. So I, in my infinite wisdom, said, what if Edward was a soft, shy boy? Uh, let's see how that would turn out. So the summary that was sent in is Edward awkward. What if Edward was the shy one, a little bit nerdy one, and has never really found someone he could see himself liking? What if Bella is new and her and Alice are extremely close and the lake? Can Edward get over his shyness for Bella? So, this section that was sent over is from Alice's point of view. Very excited to read it. Okay. So, this starts with dialogue. Hey, Alice, do you know what time Emmett's going to be back with a dog? Belle asked me for the third time in the past 20 minutes. I swear that girl had a problem. I wanted to scream, he's taken, date Edward. It's painfully obvious that the boy is head over heels for you. But I kept a smile on my face and as politely as I could, I respond with the same answer I used last time. I don't know. I felt really bad for Edward. I knew he was nervous as as he is going shopping with us. Then on top of that, to hear his first crush since around second grade. It says flashback. Edward really liked this girl named Madison, and he really liked her. It was around Valentine's Day, and he got her a bouquet of flowers, and she accepted them graciously. They held hands and walked around the school together, rarely leaving each other's side. But then Edward's best friend, Mike Newton, (laughs) author's note, haha, it's so much fun making Mike the antagonist, came along and gave Madison a box of chocolates with the word be mine on it. The next month, it was a never-ending battle for Madison's attention. Edward saw the pain it caused for Madison, and finally just told her to go, hoping she would still want to be with him. But she went off with Mike, and Edward's never really been the, been able to get close with a girl. Well, besides his sisters, ever again. End flashback. I just wanted to explain this to Bella so she could see how Edward was a really good guy. Just a little broken. But Rosalie and I have been sworn to secrecy. Not even to Emmett or Jazz know about it. End scene. Damn. I love the idea that in 2008, Taylor Browntown Lautner was out here making Mike Newton the antagonist. Just prophetic,
0: you know? She
1: knew. Like a a fuck Mike Newton from the start. Yeah. I love that so powerful
0: woman of the people woman of this podcast
1: honestly well from all of our locations so far from forks (laughs) from seattle from new york from la get bit get whipped
0: (laughs) into the twilight is an earbud media production our theme music is by eli krauss and our artwork is by maddie padilla Follow the show on Twitter at into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com IntoTheTwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at into Wild Places and me at Cody Curl. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.